This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Hello, friend. Stu Bergier here, America's only conservative vegetarian. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now let's talk a little bit about Beyond Meat. Literally everybody sent me a story this week about Beyond Meat. Everybody I know. And I like Beyond Meat products. I, it, you know, they, it helps me fit in a little bit, even though I obviously clearly don't. And they are a company that says they want to help end animal production abuse for good. And that's, that's fine. You do you. That's good to have a company mission. But you know what the company doesn't promise to help end? Cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Doug Ramsey, the COO of Beyond Meat, was arrested this weekend under suspicion of biting a man's nose near Razorback Stadium following Arkansas's defeat of Missouri State. He's also been suspended from his position at the company. Now, apparently there is video of this incident, which I will show you right now. <laughs> Still could be worse. My nose could be gushing blood. That... What a dark! That was dark, man. That was Batman Returns. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't actually footage. But what a dark movie! It, it, that something actually darker that Danny DeVito has done than It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which is saying something. On the other hand, um, I will say Michelle Pfeiffer and leather. So uh, it balances out. Anyway, it appears Ramsey really took the phrase "going hog wild" to heart, and he'll be heading to court in Fayetteville later this month. But some important questions remain. Yes, involving you know me naturally. Like, is this going to affect my decision to consume Beyond Meat products? Absolutely not. I have no standards whatsoever. I like this stuff, um, so I'm going to keep eating it. Is it going to influence my choice to attend Razorbacks football games? No, I wasn't really planning on doing that anytime soon. Am I going to take this opportunity to call on Beyond Meats to take a public stand against cannibalism? No, not not. I mean, we live in a free country, you know. Just stay away from small men with pointy noses, and of course, obviously, plant-based meat company executives. Stu does America. What can I do to make the country better? I don't know. Join Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash stew. The promo code is stew. You'll save 10 bucks. If you're watching on YouTube, click like right now and follow the show. Click the little bell as well. That will remind you when we're doing new live broadcasts. Glenn Beck is going to be here in a little bit to warn us off the road to serfdom. Interest rates have been hiked to the highest level since 2008. We'll dive into the implications of that. But we start by doing the return of Cuomo's awfulness. I feel like I'm in a warm, snuggly place today. You know, sometimes you're out, you're in a new environment, you're not sure what's going on, what's going to turn, uh, what's going to come around uh, every little bend, every little turn, every little corner. You maybe aren't so secure, but today I feel like I'm wrapped up in a warm blanket. I'm talking Andrew Cuomo is awful. Once again, I should remind you, Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Still available for you. And there's reason to believe that you should go back there once again. Um, let me start, though, with something else. This is uh, KJP. This is our girl, Corinne Jean-Pierre. 
maybe my favorite person. I mean, let's be honest about it. I freaking love Corinne Jean-Pierre quotes because she has no idea how to do her job. And she's constantly lying. And it just gives us tons and tons of material. We saw the other day, and we played this clip for you yesterday, uh, that uh, the pandemic was over, according to Joe Biden. Now, obviously, just like their Taiwan commentary, they had to immediately walk this back. And there's a reason why they had to walk this back. And there's not a reason why Corinne Jean-Pierre is the person they've employed to do this because she's terrible at her job. But there is a reason to attempt to try to walk back the pandemic is over comment. Let me show you her attempt at it. Also in the 60 Minutes interview said that the pandemic is over. Uh There's been quite a bit of pushback Uh to that uh, statement by the president. Where where is he today on that? So just to step back for a second, what we saw during that interview, Mm -hmm. uh, 60 Minute interview, when he made those comments, he was walking through uh, the the Detroit uh, car show, the halls of the Detroit car show, Mm -hmm. and he was looking around. We have to remember the last time that they had held that event was three years ago, Mm -hmm. even as we're talking about the president's going to speak shortly, as I just mentioned. We that hasn't been held in in person for about three years as well. Okay. So we are in a different time. He's been very consistent about that. Oh, and the yes. reason why is because we are now prepared. We are now ready. We know how to deal with uh, this pandemic. It is now m- more manageable. It's not as disruptive but, but it as it's exists. been uh, in the prior in the prior years. Mm. And so, and it is because of what this president has done on day one. Oh, if you think about where we were when he Which walked president in. Which are you talking 3, about? 3,000 people were dying a day. That has come mm. down 90%. You think about schools were closed. Now schools are open. Think about businesses were closed. Now businesses mm-hmm. are yeah, open. They were and it's because of the work that this administration has done. Now what he has been very consistent about uh-huh. is that is we have what? to continue to have a front foot on this. So we have the funding so that we are ahead of this of any mm. other, you know, as we look at future uh, vaccines and, and future treatments. Future va- we, we need, need to make sure that we are ready mm. for that as we're also leading as we're talking <laughs> Look at on the faces. backtrack of unga <laughs> as we're leading globally as well like is she still talking what is happening on this show she just rambled for five minutes and said nothing it was like not, that could have been a veep thoughts it really could have um it's interesting to see this happen because the reason you have to walk this back is what she said at the end That's the important part of this. The rest of the rambling really didn't mean much of anything now, did it? But there is an important nugget in there, which is you can't say the pandemic is over when your entire justification for stealing a trillion dollars for loan repayments is based on the fact that the pandemic is still going on. You can't say the pandemic is over when you have emergency orders giving you all sorts of extraordinary powers Uh, because the pandemic is so crucially terrible that we have to have all this power and then go on TV and say the pandemic is over. So what they needed to do is have him say, well, yes, he said the pandemic was over, but that's because he was walking through a car show. And the car show hadn't happened in a while, but it's important for us to get ahead of the next pandemic. And that's why the pandemic is not over for purposes of funding. That's kind of what they're trying to say there. Of course, if we just spent our money a little better, I think we've approved enough for this pandemic, don't you? What was it, $6 trillion? Was $6 trillion not enough? Well, when you spend it in very specific and interesting ways, you might find out that really, at the end, no, it really isn't enough. Minnesota gave us a nice little picture of this. 48 were charged in a brazen pandemic aid fraud case In Minnesota, the Justice Department said on Tuesday that it had charged 48 people 
with running this fraud against anti-hunger programs in the coronavirus pandemic, stealing $240 million by billing the government for meals they did not serve to children who did not exist. Now, did they not serve the meals? Did the the meals not exist or did the children not exist or both? I don't know. The case is the largest fraud uncovered in any pandemic relief program. Prosecutors said the scheme pulled in millions of dollars per week per week. Prosecutors said in court papers because government officials had relaxed oversight of the feeding program during the pandemic and because other defendants had help from a trusted insider. Now, the mechanics of this are pretty interesting. The insider is Amy Bach. She's a founder of a nonprofit group, Feeding Our Future, that the state of Minnesota relied on as a watchdog, a watchdog to stop fraud and feeding at feeding sites. But Ms. Bach did the opposite. The indictment said when the pandemic relief programs flooded the programs with money, she exploited her position to bring in nearly 200 new feeding operations that she knew were submitting fake or inflated invoices. In effect, Feeding Our Future operated a pay-to-play scheme in which individuals seeking to operate fraudulent sites under the sponsorship of Feeding Our Future had a kickback portion of their fraudulent proceeds, one indictment said. So we have uh, fake meals, we have fake kids, and then the real, real money that would come in from the government, which we were just spending like crazy. We weren't checking who we were giving it to. We weren't following up. We weren't really doing much of anything. So they were able to get $240 million through this fraud because they had an insider saying, "Uh, yeah, we look, we saw all those meals. We saw all those kids. It was great. One person was able to basically uh, work in a small network to steal this much money. The indictment said the defendants spent their money on real estate in the United States, Kenya and Turkey. I don't know what the Kenyan real estate market is, but I feel like if you're going to buy real estate, I don't know if Kenya is the right target. I don't know. I mean, maybe it is. Uh, call realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there. Get your uh, agent in Kenya anytime you need it. Um, as well as cars and luxury goods, the Justice Department is seeking to seize many of those purchases, including more than 20 cars, more than 40 properties, guns, cryptocurrency, and a Louis Vuitton duffel bag. Just the one. $240 million. And I want you to think about that for a minute. $240 million. Think of, I mean, that's uh, the ocean. What, what number oceans do you need to get to before they're stealing $240 million? That's, that's a lot of freaking money, right? $240 million and obviously done by incompetent boobs. I mean, they, this is not like a high level operation here. They were just able to defraud the government out of $240 million. And you might say, what could be worse than blowing $240 million that were supposed to save Lives. Let me think. What could be worse than $240 million? Oh, I know. $250 million. New York spent $250 million on tech to fight COVID that no one uses. Ah, Andrew Cuomo is back. It's a warm little blanket. By the way, did I mention recently that Andrew Cuomo is awful? Dot com. Still up. Check it out. Uh, The state decided to acquire 8,555 ventilators at a cost of $166 million and 1,179 x-ray machines for $86.4 million, state officials told Politico this month. And now they're stacked in warehouses across New York with no plans to distribute them or put them to any immediate use. One thing I think is kind of important to remember here 
is that it was easy for Andrew Cuomo to go on television day after day after day and complain about not getting enough money for ventilators. The media embraced him. Everybody said what a great job he was. He was America's governor in this period. And one little show you might watch occasionally, Stu Does America, maybe you listen to it on podcast, great podcast to follow. Have I mentioned that lately? Uh, was saying, hey, wait a minute. To me, it seems like he's doing a really terrible job. Uh, lots of people are dying. He's imported sick patients into nursing homes, and they all seem to be dying there. Uh, he's actually done a terrible, terrible job. Maybe we should note that. Because, yes, he wound up getting kicked out of office because of his sexual scandals, which were bad. But this is much, much, much worse. He's killed people. Maybe we should notice that. But maybe not. But that's not it. It wasn't just that nonsense. There was a great moment in the middle of the Andrew Cuomo uh, popularity peak. While we were saying he was awful, everyone embraced him. And he had this, there's this one clip that we, we should have pulled it out again today, but we, we played this clip a hundred times for you, which was the Andrew Cuomo press conference where he's sitting there and he's got hand sanitizer. He takes the hand sanitizer out and he puts it in his hands and he says, mm, he sniffs it and he says, oh, it smells like lilacs and hydrangeas. And then in the middle of a pandemic, he puts his hand over to the next person next to him and has them sniff, sniff the nose or sniff the hand of, of him. I don't, I'm pretty sure that was against protocol. I mean, he wasn't wearing a mask, obviously, but when you put your hand in front of somebody's nose, not only is that unsanitary and sanitary in normal times, but also during a pandemic, probably a bad idea. And this clip was one of my favorites because it just shows the incredible douchiness of Andrew Cuomo, who was basically trying to say capitalists were bad because they were trying to make a profit off of their hand sanitizer. So he took slave labor in prisons and had them make the uh, hand sanitizer. Now, later on, we found out that wasn't true at all. He actually just had them bottle the hand sanitizer, but they just bought a bunch of hand sanitizers so they could look like they were on top of the pandemic. Well, what happened to all that hand sanitizer? Did everybody use it? Was it a huge hit? We have an update for you. New York is already starting to dispose of 700,000 gallons of expired hand sanitizer <laughs> made in 2020 by people serving time at New York prisons in 2020, a process that will take 44 weeks to complete by shipping a whopping 168 trailer loads 130 miles from Utica to Rochester at a cost of 2.3 million dollars. Now you say it's bad for them to be stealing money from starving kids that didn't actually exist by serving meals that didn't actually exist. Well, Andrew Cuomo actually did get the hand sanitizer and then nobody used it. And now they have to spend $2.3 million just to throw it out. It's a lot easier to throw out fake meals that were not served to fake children than it is to throw out 700,000 gallons of hand sanitizer it's just an unending series of catastrophes. Anytime a Cuomo touches something, it's not only, he's probably doing it forcefully and, and without a willing participant on the other side, but also it is just embarrassing. He destroys everything he touches. Just absolutely, $2.3 million just to throw it out. More. 
uh, for you. Uh, we have, uh, <laughs> this is just so good. I, I had to just keep, uh, the number of ventilators, you remember, was a big deal at the time. He was doing press conference after press conference fighting with Donald Trump publicly about how Donald Trump would not give him enough ventilators. In fact, Donald Trump eventually responded to this nonsense and he said this, hey, I don't think you need 40 or 30,000 ventilators, Trump said on March 26, 2020 on Fox News. But Cuomo insisted that the worst was yet to come, telling reporters a day later, of course you don't need them today. You need them when you hit the apex, which is 30,000, and we're not there yet. Well, they never got close to that number, of course. Most of them are not even used at all. The amount of supplies that New York bought remains hard to gauge. The State Department, a Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Services said the Health Department confirmed some of what was bought and perhaps wasted. About 3,000 pallets of unused PPE. Do you remember Andrew Cuomo sitting up on stage yelling at everybody about not getting enough PPE and how the federal government was dropping the ball and how Donald Trump was terrible and he was the only guy doing the work for you. Well, he got the, he did the work. He got 3,000 pallets of unused PPE, never used. Uh, that's just in the Brooklyn and Utica warehouses. God only knows how much more is out there. 1,600 pallets of expired lactate, uh, lactated ringers. I don't know what that is. And uh, <laughs> that's for, for IV fluids, of course. And uh, as well as 500 pallets of expired liquid soap. The spending isn't over either. The state has $40 million contract with a vendor and using the National Guard to keep 46 personnel in state active duty status under Operation Enduring COVID Support. You might say, well, what's Operation Enduring COVID Support? I'm curious as to what could be costing, you know, $40 million, right? Like, I thought the pandemic was over. Why do we need $40 million in Operation Enduring COVID Support? Well, that's an operation in which they hire people to stand at warehouses to guard all of the extra crap they bought and never used. $40 million to guard the crap they bought and never used. $2.3 million to throw away the crap that expired because they never used it. Total, a quarter of a billion freaking dollars. That's Andrew Cuomo. And he's very surprised that some people seemed to abandon him in his moment of need. Could it be maybe deeper than the fact that they thought it was a political liability? Could it be? Andrew Cuomo opens up about the political friends who abandoned him. This is going to be sad. And I want you to know, I hate to end the monologue on such a sad point, but I, this one's going to hit you where it hurts. Okay? Somewhere. Somewhere where it hurts. Uh, now that Andrew Cuomo has filed a lawsuit about his sexual harassment allegations, I asked what friends stood by him. Quote, nobody. That's just like a warm, that, that whole sentence is a warm blanket to me. Nobody. Did I mention, by the way, Andrew Cuomo is awful.com? Have I mentioned that lately? Nobody stood by him. It was tough, traumatizing. Biden, a friend of 20 years, not knowing details, immediately said about me, he's got to go. Biden had troubles years before, and I stood by him. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. It was heartbreaking to see him trash me without reading one page, making one phone call. Andrew Cuomo abandoned. Mm. Look, my interest is public service, said Cuomo. 
there are no term limits, so I can make another go in four years. Do you believe this guy? He's completely insane. He should be put into an institution. I'm someone who delivers, and who knows? Could be that there's nobody to beat me. Also, who knows? Maybe by then, I'll be sweeter. I'm Italian. Tough. Strong. I've reacted to this newfound treatment. Also, not to make that mistake again. So my old fights with the press were because I pushed to get things done. No, you were just a terrible human being in every way. What happened was resentment. So was my job just to sit back? I helped redo JFK and LaGuardia. Biden's third world airport. I pushed the Second Avenue subway, which had been stalled 50 years. I helped bring the Marriage Equality Act. Wow, that was a really dramatic change. Thank God you did that, even though, of course, the Supreme Court did it anyway. Pelosi, please, I know her 30 years. Her daughter worked for me. Obama, he's been tough. When troubles come, you like to think you're different. You're not. Enemies and haters accumulate. Schumer, Gillibrand, pals working in the state, friends, I respected, fell like dominoes, lose your power, and heartless politicians read the tea leaves. You're dead. Over. Paul's grabbed another piece of meat. The phrase political friends is an oxymoron. There's definitely a moron we're talking about in this particular segment. I don't know if it's oxy-related or not, but I will say Andrew Cuomo is awful. He is a terrible human being in every single way. He did also, in addition to that, do a terrible job as governor of the state of New York. Usually, if either you do a good job or you're a good person, somebody will stick by you. But you know who stuck by him? Nobody. Zero people. They all abandoned him because everything he's done throughout his life has been a catastrophe. And no one wants to be near that. When he had power, there were people who still would put up with him being a jerk and doing a terrible job. But once the power went away, there was nothing left because there was nothing really there in the first place. But he wants you to know one more thing. And this, I think, will warm your heart like the warm blanket that I have around me for this entire segment. Andrew Cuomo is still looking for love. Meanwhile, might there be another new woman in his life? No. A quick beat. Then, but I'm available. Yes, Andrew Cuomo is available. And also, Andrew Cuomo is awful. Dot com. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Ah, yes, I've been talking to you about GenuCell, the best in skincare for quite a long time now. But how about 25 bucks for GenuCell? How about that? GenuCell is celebrating the rollout of their personal shopper concierge service by offering their best sellers for 25 bucks a piece. That's a really good value if you're not familiar. Not only is it a ridiculous discount, but you get a personal shopper that you can reach via private text, cell phone, or email from the convenience of your couch. No login, no passwords. Teresa from Orland Park, Illinois said, GenuCell definitely makes me more confident. I've been using it for a while now, and it does help with my crow's feet. It tightens the skin, making the wrinkles a lot less 
that's noticeable. I have to hide it from my husband because he likes it too. 25 bucks. 25 bucks for the most effective skincare in the world to take care of your skincare needs. And it's with its immediate effects, guaranteed results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. So there's no risk. Go to genucell.com slash stew right now. That's G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash stew. Every most popular package is automatically upgraded to free shipping. You got to check this stuff out. It's a great gift as well. Genucell.com slash stew. G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash stew. I'm happy to welcome the one and only Glenn Beck back to the program. He has a brand new special coming up tonight right after this at 9 p.m. Eastern. It's called Exit Ramp, How to Fight the Progressive Road to Serfdom. And it is coming, isn't it? It is coming. Yeah. It's more clear every day, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. It really is. It seems like they are intentionally trying to yeah. implement it. Yeah. You know, the road to serfdom, the, the whole serfdom thing gets a bad name. If you're on the top of that system, it's pretty sweet. And guess who's on the top of it? Mm. Guess who's not on the top of it? <laughs> All of us. Yes, All of us. Uh, what, what, can you explain this? What, what are you going into tonight? Well, um, uh, The Road to Serfdom, if you haven't read in a while, you should read it. We just reread it, and we're like, hey, can we talk about this? Because it's, it's like it was written today, mm. okay? Uh, all of the warnings are there, and we are literally going to serfdom. We are going back to, you know, the 1400s, which leads me to something that uh, I'm going to share tonight that I learned when I was over in Florence. I took my wife for her 50th birthday uh, over to Florence, and I'd never been there. Beautiful, most intriguing city I think I've ever been to. Mm. Uh, and I learned a lot, and I discovered something as I'm standing in front of this building, and I'm like, I've been here before. I've, I've, I've stood in front of this building before. I know I have. I couldn't figure it out for a day. And when I did, all the lights went on. I'm going to share that. You're not going to believe. You're not going to believe it. Mm, I can't wait to. Uh, yeah. to get, Progressives get it. have told us from the beginning. Hmm. Very, very clear. Um, okay, so uh, let me go to uh, the border, the situation that's been going on on the border here the past... Uh, it's secure. It's secure. Mm-hmm. It's I've, I've heard KGP secure. has been telling us that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kamala Harris. Oh, I thought you said KGB. Same thing. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of that before, yeah, but it's yeah, honestly yeah. similar. Yeah. Um, uh, what did you... I was off last week when all the, the Martha's Vineyard stuff was going on with DeSantis. Uh, what's your take on that? Is this, is this a good strategy? Oh, absolutely. It's a fantastic strategy <laughs> because it shows the hypocrisy to the average person. I think the average person goes, wait a minute, Washington, D.C. can't take 50. Martha's Vineyard can't get them off of. Did you notice when they gave 50 or 100 mm-hmm. or whatever it is to Washington, D.C., there was some noise. They gave it to New York. There was some noise. You put them on Martha's Vineyard, <laughs> where all of the kings and queens of America who are deciding our future, where they have a home. Oh, my gosh. Lawsuits. This is immoral. This is horrible. And the entire world media seems to go, look at these Nazis and what they've done to Martha's Vineyard. Part of that, I think, is that the reporters have to go cover the story and they don't want to go to Chicago. 
they, yeah. they don't want to go to Washington, <laughs> right. D.C., but they do want to go to Martha's right. Vineyards. They all right. got a, volunteered for flights to go over there, which is interesting. But, like, how they're now trying to come after DeSantis mm-hmm. uh, and say that he's been human trafficking. I find this to be a fascinating approach. They, going- uh, you don't have to call. No, he, they're not saying he's guilty of human trafficking. It's like human trafficking. Right, right. Yes. Which I find interesting because if you're looking for human traffickers, you can find them on the border. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're not like human traffickers. They are human traffickers. <laughs> okay. And the open border is making them very, very wealthy. So when they're, you know, uh, we're here on the vineyard and this is like a human trafficker and I just don't know what to do. Well, it, if you care about human trafficking, you should t- take, take a peek at what's happening on the border. It is so shallow and shows people that the people on the left are either lying or they really haven't thought anything through. Yeah, because their their arguments against this, we didn't know they were coming. We don't have the resources okay, to deal well, with. Can it. we take this? Can we take this? Yeah, please. Okay. Um, we didn't know they were coming. Neither did we. <laughs> Neither did we. Neither did those states where Biden just flew a plane load of people in the middle of the night. Yeah. He did it not during the day like DeSantis did. He did it at night. So... It's not like, oh, I forgot to tell you. It's I'm not going to tell you. I'm doing it in the cover of darkness. And I don't think people realize that this is happening all, all the, the time. time. All the time. I mean, it doesn't have a political like they they some of them are going to for political reasons, I'm sure. But like, you know, obviously the DeSantis and, and really Abbott started this whole process as well as Ducey in, uh, in Arizona. But the it, it, obviously there's a political aim here for them. No, right. They the, are. No, but there is also a moral aim. Right. OK. They say, uh, if I hear, well, we're not like Texas. We're not like border states. What? What, do we just ha- do we have beds full of money down here where we can just <laughs> no. take people in those border towns are very poor. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen anything about a border town except for like San Diego that where you looked at it and went, wow, no. that's really nice. Right. Border towns are poor as it is. They struggle as it is. You can't take 5,000, not 50, 5,000 people in a week and just put them in a town of 20,000. Over the past, what, decade or so, you've been to the border many times. Did any of the places you visited seem like Martha's Vineyard? I mean, I... I, No. They kind of different, right? I, I think... You'd think no. the people from that area would probably like a trip yeah. to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, I saw places where food banks were an absolute necessity every day for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. I, you know, I've been to Martha's Vineyard. I, I, I haven't seen those large swaths of <laughs> food banks that are needed. Should, should there be, should they be, Republicans do anything different with this policy. I mean, there, there's been yeah, different versions should, of They this. should shut down the federal government. They, they should not. No, seriously, <laughs> yeah, they shouldn't vote for another point. continuing, you know, continuation bill. They, they, it's just, no, no more. Should, well, so that's, uh, you're saying defund all of these. Yeah, defund all of this, because this is, what, is this going in the right direction? No. No. Could we make the border worse? <laughs> I, I don't know how, okay? I don't know how. 
Um, so why are we funding any of of this? The good news is that people are waking up. The bad news is just this last month, I think 76 or 78 people on the terror watch list that we know of came across the border. Now, it's incredible. To give you some example, that's five times the amount of people coming across the board. No, three times the amount over the last five years. Just this year is three times the amount of people who are known to be terrorists coming across our border. You take the last five years, you add them all up, you times it by three. And that's what the first part of this year. Yeah, not even a full year. Not even a full year. What do you, in all honesty, what do you think that is? Because there was a jump from the Trump years to the first Biden year, right? Mm -hmm. And relatively was like, usually it was two or three a year that would come Mm -hmm. across during Donald Trump. Then it was 15. It was 15. So a jump, but like, okay, you can maybe chalk that up to the fact that Biden was incentivizing people to come. He was saying everybody could come across the border. The overall border crossings increased. Maybe that was a function of that. But 15 from three to 78 is, I mean, it seems like we're under attack and they're seeing a weak point. we are. I mean, look, first year, I could see being, you know, General Akbar. It's a trap. Right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're going to catch us. Don't do it. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. But after the second year and everybody's on the service and they're all like, they're, we're playing in the tunnel in the shaft that goes right to the core. Right. And we're like, hey, everybody, we're here. We're the rebel forces. Yeah. And they're not picking us up. Even Akbar goes. They're just dumb as crap. <laughs> go get them. Yeah, I guess that's true. That's right. the way said. Okay, before you go, uh, today it's kind of a big day in your life. Yeah. Your son's birthday. 18, 18 years ago. This seems impossible. Impossible. I remember this happening. I remember you talking about it on the radio show. Still. It does not seem like that long ago. Right. You just saw him at my wife's party. Yeah. And he comes in and he was all dressed up and. Look at Dapper, I gotta say, by yeah. the way. And you're like, who's this adult here? Yeah. It is crazy. He looked like a man. It just, I mean. <laughs> I don't understand how that happened. Time goes by so fast. He was just a pain in my ass crying. <laughs> you know, just it seems like yesterday. He's still a pain in my ass, but he's not crying and pooping his pants that I know of. That, that you know of, of right. course. Uh, what, what, uh, what have you learned? Family is the only thing that matters in the end. Uh, I wish I had, I have four, I wish I had ten kids. Um, and I didn't savor the time enough. Mm. I think about that all the time. Like not savoring the time enough. Yeah. But the good news is it changes. Like Cheyenne, uh, she was, um, you know, mama's daughter. Mm. And uh, she would never cuddle with me or anything. And I hated that because Rafe was a cuddler with everybody. Um, and, uh, And I thought... I, I used to say to her, come on, let's spend some time together, please. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, you are going to regret it. I know I'm going to regret it. 
and uh, we've just become fast friends. So it's cool to watch the ebb and flow of each personality and the phases that you go through as a parent. Yeah, really, really cool. Uh, happy birthday, Rafe, of course. Yeah. And, and by the way, thank you for marking the occasion with a jacket. Uh, it's so cold in here. <laughs> I, I mean, every time I walk in, it's like, Freezing. Did you ever think the, 60 degrees? Yeah, it's very cold. It is very cold <laughs> in here. Have you ever thought that maybe the reason why you're hot in all these studios is because you're wearing 46 layers? No, no, no that's I don't. never crossed no, your I mind. Don't. And I'm only wearing the jacket, honestly, because I'm doing a chalkboard and I'm getting the chalkboard ready and I didn't want to get it on my suit. Oh, okay. So. Well, see, this is the sort of Martha's Vineyard person you're watching every Wednesday night. Uh, I'm, using, I'm using a migrant as a dust shield. <laughs> uh, going back to specialist tonight, exit ramp, how to fight the progressive road to serfdom. You don't, see, look, they were on a graphic and they didn't see you watch, walk in front of the camera that time. Uh, it is coming up right after this stupid show at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, they make sure to join at blazetv.com slash stew. The promo code is stew. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription. Glenn, you're not still in the chair anymore, but I'll act like you are. Uh, great to see you, and thank you so much for coming on the program. Hey, buying or selling a home is one of the most stressful things you can do. And that's why the man over here in this chair uh, came up with a company. And I, I know you formed this company because of uh, you were uh, disappointed by the real estate uh, agent situation you were going through. You didn't have a good experience. And, and you really wanted to make sure <laughs> to make sure that other people didn't have that same experience replicated in their lives as they were selling their homes. Can you give us a little bit of your experience, Glenn? Mm. Wow, that's that was fascinating. It was a particularly relevant to, I think, everyone, especially the way that you told it. Thank you so much for coming on. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the company this gentleman created to solve that problem. You can go there now and get the best real estate agent in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. We always hope uh, that you enjoy the program and get something out of it every day. Uh, I don't know. We put some effort into it. I thank you for continuing to watch it in larger and larger numbers and check it out on podcasts as well. We really do appreciate that. It means a lot to us. Uh, if you are a subscriber to Blaze TV, thank you. If you want to come over to Blaze TV and subscribe, it's pretty easy. BlazeTV.com slash Stu. The promo code is Stu. You'll save 10 bucks there. Another great way to support the show and also kind of get the word out is by buying some of the merch. If you, if you do that, we'd appreciate it. If you got the cash, fine. I mean, obviously, everybody's flush. Have you heard? Corinne Jean-Pierre said the economy is in fantastic shape. So waste some of that extra money that you have so it doesn't weigh you down by going to stewdoesmerch.com, stewdoesmerch.com. The promo code there is stew10. You'll save 10% off whatever you, you want to buy, including Andrew Cuomo is awful. .com merch, which is available also at the website andrewcuomoisawful.com.
I've been talking to you about Grip6 for a while. Great company. I was just uh, the guys, uh, the owners, and, and the, the bigwigs over at Grip6 were just in town, and uh, I was talking to them. And they're just really good people. They're people that you know. They're not trying to. They're not trying to go crazy here. They're not trying to say, hey, like you know, let me give you, uh, let me give you some crazy wacky. They're not like flashy. They're not giving you like big banner ads, and they're not giving you like big explosions and hiring big celebrities. They're saying, hey, Stu, do you mind talking about it? I'm like, yeah, sure. It's fantastic stuff. They got great socks. They got great belts. They have great wallets. Uh, this is a company in the United States uh, that serves the entire world, but they actually source their stuff right here in the U.S., which is fantastic. Grip6, uh, it's an American company, and it's a company that loves America. These people actually think America, you know, they're not trying to defund America. They actually want America to succeed. It's a crazy idea from a company. Uh, Grip6.com slash stew is the place to go. Uh, use the code stew to save 15%. Check out their stuff. You're really going to like it. Grip6.com slash stew. Get 15% off today at Grip6.com slash stew. We do have a little bit of an Andrew Cuomo is awful.com theme today. And uh, the woman who was maybe most responsible for getting Andrew Cuomo out of office. Well, other than the women that he groped. But the, the woman who was in office, uh, Letitia James, she was one of the people who kind of filed the big report that kind of made everybody finally say, okay, this, this guy's gone really far and we're done with this. She's the attorney general there. She then tried to turn that into a run for governor herself. Then she bailed on that run and she's kind of changed her direction now to just go after Donald Trump constantly. And, and look, 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 I'm not the biggest Donald Trump cheerleader in the world. Like, I don't have any allegiance to politicians. I don't really care about them, frankly. And uh, Donald Trump, certainly, if he's proven anything, is that he can defend himself. He doesn't need everybody to defend him for him. But, like, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this. There's a new one. This is a, a, a lawsuit against Trump and three of his children for alleged fraud. Basically, what they're saying is that he misrepresented how much his buildings were worth when he went after loans in New York. Now, all the loans to acquire the loans. So got loans from banks. He then, of course, paid them back with all the interest. They made nice profits about it. The applications themselves said the, the potential value of these buildings had not been audited by anybody. But they're going to try to turn this into a big thing. They're going to try to sue him. She has no ability to charge him in it with a criminal offense here. So she's trying to go another way. She's leaked the information or sent the information over to uh, one of the districts to try to prosecute him. Look, how many times are they going to try this? It's just I, I can't. These people, the entire Democratic power structure has reformed itself into a mechanism solely designed to try to get Donald Trump. And you got nothing else to do? Is there nothing else you can do with your time? Every other day, there's a whole new crazy scheme. It's like the, 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 the villains on Scooby-Doo. They've always got some new crazy idea to try to get it, and those pesky kids keep thwarting them. It's just embarrassing at this point. I don't know if this is going to go anywhere. Probably won't, but if it does, we'll, we'll let you know. Uh, bigger news, really. Honestly, the Fed raised interest rates by another three-quarters of a percentage point to push back against inflation. Obviously, you know a couple, uh, when it was a week or two ago, the number, inflation number came out. It was, it was really, really bad. It was a terrible report. Joe Biden still tried to say it was, oh, it's pretty much even. Well, if it was even, they wouldn't have to do this. Uh, they are instead jacking up the rates yet again. There was some talk it could have gone up even higher. So only, uh, only 75 basis points, which is a massive, massive number. And this is the thing. We're, we've just been, we're now so used to this terrible news 
that we're, we don't even react to it. Uh, U.S. gas prices have ticked up again. Now, this ends a 99-day streak of lower costs, and this is how everyone is covering this. The, the prices have gone from 502 in mid-June to 368. 368 still sucks. 368 is terrible. And we're supposed to be excited. Well, I mean, it went down from 502 to 368. I mean, 368 is better than 502. But again, the second worst of all time is not a great achievement when you've already been responsible for the worst of all time. Yes, it's better than setting a new worst of all time, but it's not that impressive. And over and over again, they brag over these things. Uh, finally, TikTok is planning to ban all of its political fundraising on its platform, which I'm sure they raised tons of money on TikTok. Uh, I will say, though, there, that means no Democratic money, no Republican money, no Trump money, no Biden money. All the political fundraising will now go directly to the Chinese Communist Party, which is, by the way, where all the money from TikTok winds up. BlazeTV.com slash Stu is a place to go to subscribe to Blaze TV. Uh, if you're watching on Blaze TV or you're over on Pluto TV or wherever you happen to be watching, up next on the network is Glenn's new special, Exit Ramp. It's a really important one. You don't want to you don't want to miss it. They made a fun graphic with Joe Biden wearing a crown, and that makes me happy. You will own nothing. Yes, it's coming up next uh, with Glenn Beck. You could subscribe at blazetv.com slash stew. The promo code is stew to save you 10 bucks. And we will see you tomorrow. By the way, a Senate preview coming up Friday. First one with the chalkboard. We'll see you tomorrow.